Hello, hello out there in my lovely audience of Imperfectly Perfect, the podcast. It's your favorite friend, Agent K, and I'm glad to hear and be with you one more day. I have been really um, in a space. And I'm going to talk about the space in a second, but let's get into some of the housekeeping stuff. So let's start with how you can contact me. Well, the first way to contact me is a subscribe to this podcast and leave me a comment. But if you don't want to do that, you can also contact me via Twitter at K, the letter K at, excuse me, at K of LDA, that's K of L-D-A or at the Imperfect Podcast. So that's, excuse me, (laughs) it's been a while and I have so much to share. Imp, I-M-P, perfect, the word perfect, and pod, P-O-D. Or you can email me at imperfectlyperfectthepodcast at outlook.com. I will also be repeating this at the end of the of our little discussion today but uh, I thought I'll get that out the way so that you can contact me before I start talking about what's going on and how I'm feeling I want to give out some well wishes first off I want to start with my cousin Lazarus he is going through a kidney transplant right now Well, he's being considered for a kidney transplant, I should say. And he has probably the best wife in the world. And she is there with him every step of the way. She is an inspiration. And I can not do anything but give them the most praise. He is going through a rough spot, and um, I will be talking about donation in another podcast and how we can help my cousin, Lazarus. But at this point, I just want to give them all the praise. I have grown up with the notion And my mother instilled this in me very, very young. Give me my roses while I can smell them. Because when I die, they're just weeds. And I want to give people their roses. And I want people to have given me my roses while I'm alive. Even though I don't know how to take it sometimes. So I want to give them their roses while they can smell them. So I keep you in my prayers, Lazarus. And I hope that you and your wife and everybody who is touched by your light is praying for your speedy recovery. Secondly, I want to shout out and give my praise and love and hopefully he will get better to Pedro. I think he's back to work 
but I'm not quite sure, but I'm hoping that he is. Um, he is fully vaccinated, but he has been diagnosed for the second time as asymptomatic. So when you're asymptomatic, the city of New York puts you in a hotel for a couple of weeks until you can test negative. This is great. It's a free hotel room, free food and everything, I guess. But really, you really want to go out and take a walk and see people. It is can be very hindrance. So I want to give him... All my love and <clears throat> for a speedy recovery. And I hope to hear his voice in the hallways soon. So, let's get into the tea, shall we? Wow. Is the first word that comes out of my mouth these days. Because I am what I think I consider a pacifist. I don't believe in using your fists or your might or weaponry to end a conflict. Now, that is not to say I have not punched out a chick from time to time or punched out a dude from time to time. But you had to push me. I mean, I think the young, the 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 youngest I could think of a fight was in the fourth grade. I beat this little runt down because he picked at my sister's backpack. I got in trouble for it, but I did beat his ass down. <laughs> I will say that um, I have to be pressured to those things, and as older I get and the more wiser I get and the smarter I get I have used my mouth to get me out of more um, confrontations than my fists mainly because my fists are weak and I'm really scared that I might break a bone or two but um I am here to talk about the ending of the Gulf Afghanistan conflict has been a sore point on a lot of people. Personally, I think it's the best thing that probably happened. This is a war that has been going on for 20 years. To the point where I've been here for the 20 years that this war has gone on. And my brain is like, why are we still there? I thought we had pulled out years ago. But that just shows how I have not been really concentrating on war, but concentrating on homegrown things. Which brings us to the homegrown things. So we have 95,000 Afghanis coming into the country. We have people who are running for safety from Haiti. We have more people coming from Central America and South America, and we're in the middle of a pandemic. 
just letting that sit in my soul for a moment, I just sat there and I was like, wow, this is crazy. And I'm not in agreement with what's happening to my people in Haiti. And then I'm not in agreement with the people, with what's happening with the people, any of these people who are trying to come into the United States, whether they're coming in legally, illegally, or they're being welcomed in by the United States government. This is a lot of stuff going on. And my main thing that I'm worried about, and I will say this, I am worried, is... Do we have enough here in the United States to maintain the population boost? So I'm going to talk for myself in New York. I live in a building that I'm not very proud of. But when I was in a tough spot, it was my tendency in this building that brought me to the point that I am today. I have been here for over, wow, 12 years. And some of the things that had happened to me that bring me to this very building, to this very apartment, I will have to talk about it another time. Because I'm still processing that. And when I say I'm still processing that, it has affected my whole sense of being. And I just need, and and I will not lie, this has happened to me over 10 years ago. I just need more time to process whether or not I can handle it. And because of what had happened to me, I feel like it did stop my growth emotionally, mentally, and physically, where I had to seek help. And that's that's a conversation for another day. But um, my thing is, I'm in New York, and I'm trying to figure out, is there enough resources for all these people who need help coming from another country? Now, granted, once they get their approvals and everything, the government is going to help them get everything that they ever wanted. A nice place to live, job training, and the list goes on. And I'm happy for that. I think it's a wonderful thing. But the problem is that what about us who are already here who needs those same resources? We have a crazy homeless populations in many of the bigger cities And that's only because we are all being priced out of housing. Now, if it wasn't for the pandemic, this is probably the only thing that the pandemic did. And everybody doing a mass exodus out of the city. Rents, they have been... There have been a reduction in rent as well as an inflection of apartment availability which is wonderful but the problem the biggest problem is even though the rents are gone down there is 
not an influx in wages. I'm working a job that, tell you the truth, I love it to death. I think it's a wonderful job. And it has got me out of uh, the situation I was, the job I was previous. But I could use a little more salary like everybody else. At this point, if I was to move out of this very small apartment that I have that is crowded with clothes and luggage and my bed <laughs> that you know I would definitely would have to get a big enough apartment so I can have roommates so I can afford it and as a person as a working person that's kind of unfair to me because you know when you leave your home well leave your work you want to be able to relax when you get home. And you can't guarantee that when you got roommates who are going through their own issues. I had the situation with a roommate when I was in college. And I thought it would be a good, you know, situation because I lived with my sister in my parents' house. And she was my roommate. She got on my nerves. God bless her. But I thought it would be a good situation. That was a horrible situation. And I refused to go back to another roommate situation because of that. But long story short, do we have enough resources for everybody in this world? And I don't know if we are. I really don't know if we are because with climate change and wage change and you need this degree to get this job that was originally was okay for someone who had an associate or a bachelor's and all this is it's so much. And yes, the United States is grand. Yes, the United States is wonderful to those who don't live here. But the truth of the matter is, do we have enough resources to help everybody? If you think of everything that we got homegrown, we have homelessness, we have people who are dying of COVID, of AIDS, people with, 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 with other life-threatening diseases, we have children who are malnutritious here in the United States who, who are living in food deserts. And there's so much going on. Do we have enough resources to take on more? I'm not saying that we should not take on more because that's the human way. It's not even the American way. It's the human way. We take on more than we, 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 we can bear. And we also take on more to help our fellow man. And I'm all for that because I'm all for helping our fellow man. But to think logically and sensibly about this, do we have enough people in this world 
Let me rephrase that. Do we have enough resources for the people that we're trying to welcome in? Without sacrificing what we have for, with the people who are already here. And I think that's going to be a question for every country who has decided to welcome their fellow man in to help. And psychologically, there's a lot of stuff that these people are going to need besides three square meals, a roof over the head, and services. They're going to need psychological help because a lot of them have gone through a lot. And... Yes, I saw the pictures from the border or in Texas of, of on horseback and whipping these poor Haitian people who are just trying to find help. And no, I'm not in agreement with that. I'm not in agreement with anything where they're going to beat somebody else down. As I told you in the beginning, I'm a pacifist. But... My concern, and my concern is always, will be, do we have enough to share? The United States is one of the richest countries in the world. But its people is starving. And when I say starving, I mean there are so many people out here who needs services. Not just a paycheck. A paycheck helps you temporarily. But they need services. And whether they realize it or not, we all need services. At one point or another. Don't let our pride just say we don't need services. We do. But the problem is, and the problem will always be, do we have enough to share? And this is not a selfish way of thinking things. And some people may say it's a selfish way. But I can't give to you from an empty cup. And the United States is right now the cup half full. We have so much. And we want to share with so many But when we share, we don't have enough for our own family. My family, growing up, shared a lot. My mother and grandmother was the queens of sharing of what we got. And I thought it was awesome. I thought it was wonderful. And I do live by that today but I also have to look at do I have enough to share whether it's my time my finances my my knowledge sometimes you have to wonder do you have enough to share and I think the United States and other countries who are in this bind as we as the United States seem to be in with everybody wants to come here is that we have to realize that we have enough to share and I am
am not against, and I'll say it again, I'm not against these people coming in. Because guess what? I am not against these kids coming in. Not even these kids, these people coming in. Because they need the help. And if I could be of service to you, I want to help. And I believe that's what all these countries, especially the United States, feedback is going to be. But the biggest thing is we need to make sure that we have enough to share. So I want you all to just really think about, is there enough to share? And if it is, wonderful, great. Let's share with everybody, not only those who are coming to our country first for the first time, but to those who need it here in the United States. There are so many problems here that needs to be solved. And I know we have to take this multifaceted approach to helping And we have to look good to our neighbors. But if we don't have enough to share, when we bring them here, we're just going to make the system even worse than it is. I want to make sure that we have enough to share. I'm not saying not bring them over because I want them to come over. I want them to have the same opportunities that I have had for all these years that I was on this earth in the United States. I feel like every country could benefit from some of the structures we have here in the United States. But my biggest thing is if we don't have enough to share with our neighbors... How are we going to share with someone who is a stranger? So that's the end of my little speech today. And, you know, it was just something that was weighing on my heart. Because I want to make sure that everybody gets the help that they need. So, if you have a comment, please subscribe and comment at the end of this lovely podcast or you could leave me a tweet at k of lda or at imp perfect pod that's imp the word perfect pod all in one row or you can leave me a email at Imperfect Podcast. Sorry, Imperfectly Perfect Podcast at Outlook.com. Have a good and blessed day. Lazarus, you're on my mind. So are you, Pedro. I hope you all are doing well. Have a blessed day.